You're listening to the Tag Team Podcast. The podcast that is a WWE Network companion. Currently covering 1985 WWF Tuesday Night Titans. And now here are your Tag Team Podcast hosts, Jeff Jones and John Burke. Greetings. Welcome to Season 2 of the Tag Team Podcast. Okay, so I didn't realize you could play guitar, number one. <laughs> that was a hell of an intro, sir. Hey, Vince got a band. We got new music. I have to say I'm impressed. I guess I'll have to come over and you have to teach me a couple of chords. <laughs> That was great. I did enjoy that. That's it's, it's perfect. <laughs> I was in for the ride. So we've made it to 1985. Note to self, when wanting to do an end of season award show podcast, prepare during season of current podcast. That was a doozy, huh? Yes. Helps to have that stuff ticked off and just go back to it. Yes. Could do that on some things, but yeah, we didn't have clips of everything. We didn't have categories. Needless to say, I already got some nominees for season two out of this episode. <laughs> yes, I've been jotting down some notes and taking names as well so hopefully this next garn will be a much smoother yes and it won't be as big of a gap in between the last podcast and the season ending podcast but live and learn last season was all a trial by fire it was and it's really hard to get everybody in one place anyway this is true and you know just getting us in suits was something to be seen anyway goodwill shopping ain't easy you think you're doing something good and you just think of all the poor people that you still in front all right, 1985. Woohoo! Better year for me. I can remember a little bit of 85. Of course, my 84 and 85 probably run together, and they're probably really one and the same. But I was in kindergarten, so go me. Nice. Yep, I was living the life that school is going to be this easy and fun for the rest of my life. I give you that Kool-Aid and sippy cup, huh? Exactly. It's fun. You always get nap time. <laughs> Wrong. Learn about the letter people and all that good stuff. Colors and triangles and yeah still trying to get that square to go into triangle mom and it raised no quitter (laughs) smashing it love it (laughs) so yeah took me by surprise there i love that intro it is to you sir thank you thank you very much again later let's get together As mad skills you got, multi-talented. Yeah, man. Gotta pay for this somehow. It is January 4th, 1985. Happy New Year, everybody. Indeed. Happy, happy, happy. Any New Year's resolution? Try to be more positive. I don't know. I don't really have anything. All right. I'm with you. Be more positive. I like that. Yeah. I think if everybody was like that, I think it'd be awesome. Probably. I don't know. Sometimes positive people get on my nerves, but yeah. Doses. Yeah, exactly. So we have gone to the 4th of 19. 1985. You know what happened on the 1st of 1985 besides New Year's? On the 1st of 1985, new. What do you have? Primetime Wrestling. Aired on the USA Network from 1985 to 1993. Primetime Wrestling. Basically was the precursor to Monday Night Raw. Two hour long. Was that with Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon? Famous duo finally got their name from? That was version 2.0. 
2.0. Yeah, 1.0 was Jack Reynolds and the Governor Jesse the Body Ventura. I don't think it'd been the same. Jack Reynolds, he's got a radio voice. He doesn't have a TV voice. No, he was there. Well, let's see how this guy does. Gorilla's doing it in-house. We don't want him doing this as well. But then they got 1.5 with Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura. And then they finally got 2.0 with Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon. About 1986, so we're about a year away. Also, let's see if I can start watching some primetime then. See if I can find it. Yeah, they got some on the network, but for whatever reason, they didn't start off with episode one, and they just kind of mix-match. I don't know what made the network and what didn't, and the reason behind it, but yeah, I don't have any of the later ones like when I was watching. I don't have any of the early, early ones like this first inaugural primetime's not on there. And what made primetime wrestling in that era a big thing? Pretty much. It was all the house shows, so where TNT's house shows mixed in with interviews on stage and bringing up wrestlers to let them cut some promos on stage and progress storylines. This is mostly house shows, a little bit of interviews and promos, but everything was just behind a desk with your Lord Alfred and Vince, if you will, and no actual on-stage guest till later on when Bobby Heenan and I think it was Vince at the time, just before it finally ran its course, they had an audience and all that. That's like 90s. Oh, okay. So, as you said, it's the precursor with Monday Night Raw that eventually Vince wanted to take up as his XFL failure. He wanted to do something. Raw. Need to build up our pay-per-views and have some Monday night television to do so. I just hope with this go-around, they start giving some people some backstories and kind of let you invest in the characters a little more. Yeah, they definitely don't do as much on TNT as they do on some of their other programs and such. We just give a small little snippet. We've seen advertisements for matches that we never saw. Yeah, it's a little disappointing. Later on tonight. Damn it. Yeah. No, just don't tell me. <laughs> Talk about golfing or something. <laughs> don't let us... <laughs> Don't let us know. <laughs> well, you know, Jeff, many people don't know. Chief J. Strongbow is a good golfer. That's a fact. Or that he's not really an Indian. As we heard. <laughs> Secrets out. Even worse. <laughs> all those kids, all 15 of them. Oh. But we all know that Indians can't play golf, so. Moving on since they own the casinos. <laughs> I ain't gonna touch that one either. <laughs> I have my limits, sir. I have enough people that don't like me. I don't need to add another group. So moving out of January, we'll just do a quick rundown of things to sort of look forward to in this 1985 headline, if you will. We got March 30th, and that's when SNL, Saturday Night Live, for those that don't follow, the Hulkster becomes the first WWF superstar to host Saturday Night Live. The show gives, of course, more than an opportunity for the Hulkster to work on his comic chops, though. It's the last stop for all of WrestleMania events participants on their way to the next day show. Oh. So we got SNL, followed by March 31st, WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Oh, I can't do events. I'm no good. Jumping ahead a little bit further, we got May. 11th, 1985. Another big day for Vince McMahon. It's the first ever Saturday night's main event. Ooh. Aired for a while, from 1985 to 92, but of course wasn't reoccurring every Saturday in that time stretch. It was basically the banner program for NBC in place of Saturday Night Live whenever Saturday Night Live would go to reruns of their off-season. The show would relaunch in about 2006. Got a little bit 21st century... 
version of it and it continued to air until about 2008 it was also uh, during that time it was broadcasted on espn radio it was just a rare example of professional wrestling being broadcast on an over-the-air commercial-free television network since after the 1950s wow commercial free what does that mean follow us on social media on facebook facebook.com forward slash the tag team podcast on Twitter, at Tag Team. On Google Plus, Tag Team Podcast. Or email us, at the Tag Team Podcast at gmail.com. Or on the tagline, leave us a voicemail. 6016544 tag, that's 6016544824. I don't know. <laughs> so I remember watching some of those, along with, of course, the Andre the Giant thing that I was talking about my first experience with a Saturday night main event. So after leaving NBC around 1991, it aired twice on Fox in 1992. That's when it disappeared until 2006. Now, I believe it's still going on today. It's just WWE main events. Yeah, they kind of barred from the back half there, but I couldn't tell you what channel it runs on. It's not living that NBC life anymore. They're not going to pay for those first class jobbers on TV. <laughs> I do think so. I don't know if the main event, I have to go back and look, the Saturday night main event actually built up story for the pay-per-views or it was just a, hey, look, here's a new guy. Let's put him in here, such as WCW Thursday and Thunder, kind of second rate. From what I remember Saturday night's main event, it was pretty much kind of a, a Raw before Raw. I would have most of the matches would be two name guys wrestling against each other, which you hardly ever see unless it was a main event. You'd see two or three matches like that. It'd usually progress a storyline, maybe from a pay-per-view or when they're not having a pay-per-view, because back then there was only like four pay-per-views a year, so they had plenty of downtime to build up feuds and stuff. So this would kind of be like a holdover. Neat. Yeah, it's good time. So moving forward, we got September 14th, 1985. And basically to the rise of Hulk Hogan and rock and wrestling, they released an entrance theme record. Woohoo! Real American on the first WWF record. Other tracks, Don't Go Messin' with a Country Boy, Hillbilly Jim. Okerlin browsing rendition of Tutti Frutti. I'm about to go to YouTube and get some Tutti Frutti. Oh yeah, that's totally collectible off record. <laughs> Gotta get on eBay for that. Probably can't afford it. Probably can't. I don't know my price range. Yep. Also at this time, more important, Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling animated series. Oh, yes. Vaguely remember. If you want to borrow the disc, I own them, my friend. Disc? Yeah. What's that? DVDs. All the little mini frisbees. Yeah, those shiny coasters. Ah, Speaking of coasters. I have the first season on DVD. It's from eBay, but allegedly it was used for marketing. So they've never actually released them on DVD. These were supposedly off the original, so they were going through the process of, and I guess, Hogan's whole ordeal thing, and yeah, that never happened. Oh, so they just had some merchandise they need to get rid of. Well, I think this guy was distributing it for them, so yeah, sort of. I don't know if the deal ever got finalized to that point or not, but he only had the first 
first season. I do have the second season, but it's like really bad VHS copies. I technically own the whole series. It ran from 85 through October 18th of 86, and it had reruns until June 27th of 1987. The series was based, of course, on Hulk Hogan, various other wrestlers, and none were actually voiced by any of the wrestlers. I'm actually looking at the wiki as we speak, and I do vaguely, vaguely remember these. It's definitely geared toward kids. Most of the stuff on there was just shenanigans. It would never make sense in a real storyline whatsoever, but it is the launch of the kid era, so WWF started to market more towards kids. I think what kind of hurts me here is the fact that none of the original wrestlers actually did their voices. Yeah, the only name talent, and I use name in air quotes because I can't think of his name, would be the guy that played Ray Romano's brother on Everybody Loves Raymond was Hulk Hogan in that series. Other than that, I don't think anyone celebrity went on to do other stuff. Maybe they're big in the voiceover. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Brad Garrett. There you go. That's him. Who's the holster? Yeah, he's a comedian, but he doesn't really have a sense of humor. It's kind of... <laughs> Perfect Strange. for Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Well, that was a wonderful trip in history. Yeah, stuff to semi-look forward to, but kind of runs alongside our timeline for the season. Doubt will bounce anywhere into any of these, but who knows? Hey, you never know. They might advertise they're going to be on Saturday Night Live on TNT. Maybe. Or maybe Brad Garrett makes an appearance on TNT. Who knows? Ooh, is he going to challenge Big John Studd on a weightlifting? Possibly. Weight off? Or maybe David Wolf or something. We can safely say this episode was not on YouTube. Only thing I could find on YouTube, ironically enough, and we'll get into that a little bit later, <laughs> was Piper's part on YouTube. It was 10 minutes, so I'm guessing it's the full segment. Yes. But I didn't actually watch it. But that was the only part I saw in this episode. I concur. Were you able to watch it? No, I've seen it, and I've seen it was 10 minutes long, and I've seen Piper. I thought, mm, I know what this is. <laughs> so if you guys want to watch that part, and you don't have the network, work, feel free. Other than that, this whole episode is not available as of this airing on YouTube. Wait, update. I did find it on Daily Motion, so we'll put a link on Facebook to the Daily Motion link of WWF January 4th, 1985, Tuesday Night Titans. If you hear this at a later date and it's taken down, sorry. And speaking of the Hulkster... Hi, I am Bosley and I am here with Hulk Hogan. Hulk, thanks for being part of this promo for the new Tag Team Podcast Shop campaign. Sure, no problem. For each shirt or item sold, a portion goes to the Tag Team Podcast to help fund the web bandwidth cost. We have shirts starting at $24.49. Wow, that's unbelievable. If we sold all those shirts, where's my percentage? Hulk, you don't get a percentage. Some of the money goes to the Tag Team Podcast since they are their shirts. Those are my shirts. I've got a right to sell them. Do you want to cash me outside how about that? That's not what I want. Look, man, I made a mistake. I apologize. I was a real horse's ass. That's what I thought. To visit the Tag Team Pod Shop, go to shop.spreadshirt.com slash the Tag Team Pod Shop, all one word, or click on the link in the description of this podcast or on the side of the web page. Do it, brother. I guess I blew that one. It's okay, Hulk. Our listening audience are used to it. That's for damn sure.
recapping the 18th episode of Tuesday Night Titans, January 4th, 1985. And we're done talking about Lord Alfred Hayes pretty much from what I gathered, but more ironically, the first 43 seconds. This is what my brain was doing. Thank you very much and welcome to TNT on Friday nights. Friday? What the heck? Tuesday Night Titans. Not FNT, even though that's cooler sounding. Tuesday Night Titans. T-N-T. What the hell? I had to play it back a couple times myself, thinking he just goofed, but then it started making sense whenever he wasn't making fun of Lord Alfred. It's messed up. You can't call a thing Tuesday Night Titans and have an air on Friday. Where do they take us for? We're chumps? Like, we don't really look at a calendar? We know. I know. It's messed up, man. It might take that damn pay-per-view scroller bar to scroll back around again, about five hours, so we're watching. Bush League, mm. man. Bush League. Yeah. But there was a little shaky cameraman they got going on there when he <laughs> mentioned Alfred Hayes. I got a little seasick. Look, Muhammad Ali needed something to do after he quit boxing, okay? So they let him do camera for a while. Oh, I was hoping for a Michael J. Fox joke, but that's all right. Hey, it's 85. He's still healthy. Has no <laughs> Parkinson's that he knows of. Right. But in 85, if you had been shaking like crazy, you know what I mean? Nobody would have said anything. I don't get kept it under wrap. <laughs> Marty McFly. Yeah, Marty. That was a pretty quick intro. That's why I was from the Friday night and then the shaky cameraman. He kind of jumped right into Hulk Hogan and Hillbilly Jim. Got you excited, didn't he? Wow, it's going to be a jam-packed show. So much, they have to start it within 43 seconds. Uh, no commercial. No commercial. We ain't got time for commercials. No commercial in between. They just took it on. It's Friday, too. Uh, I'm curious as what time they started. If it was a late night. Of course, it was pre-recorded. Yeah. And I'm sure in the afternoon. I wonder what time it aired. Yeah, the last time we tried to figure that out, that was a big TV guide mess. Oh, it's the damn scroll bar. It's hard to find stuff back in 85 on the TV guide. Yeah, I think they just deleted those records. Yeah. Anyways. So, did you notice the Christmas decor? I did not. And now I'll have to go look. <laughs> I did not notice it. It's horrible. I probably have a picture I can send you of it. But, man, it's like, really? Why did you guys get that? Because it was on sale because it happened in January. And you guys didn't have a Christmas show because you ended the last last one before christmas so yeah it's just a little easter basket threw in some pine cones two ornaments put a poinsettia in the background christmas time tnt studios well most people don't take down their trees in all fairness till after new year's anyway so they could be keeping the tradition they had their easter basket of ornaments and they didn't want to take it down what's piper gonna throw oops spoiler sorry sorry are we ears, kids <laughs> Well, it beats him throwing that right hand again, so. <laughs> yeah, maybe Alfred placed it there, even though he supposedly didn't know who the special guest was going to be. Uh-huh. So, yes, the jump in with Hulk Hogan, and he said, Mean Gene, we're going to Hillbilly Gym. Let's get this guy trained. Mean Gene didn't learn crap. But gets, I guess, a new tag team partner? I don't know. I guess it was his debut, so he went to Hogan to try to learn to wrestle because of his Hillbilly ways. He didn't know how to wrestle, and... As we go on with this conversation, he has the coordination of a baby giraffe. <laughs> well, for shortening and nostalgia, I'm going to refer to him as HBJ. Before K, there was J. The original. Yes. And I kind of got mixed thoughts about what his role was because we've seen him training with Hulk. We would think, hey, this guy's going to be a wrestler. But later on in the show, we see him right back out in the audience. They make him buy a seat and he can't even get backstage. Well, thank we seen twice, I believe. Maybe it's the same arena. I think the HBJ count was up to three for this episode. Ooh. 
two vignettes, and at least one audience participation. So we go to the kitchen of Hillbilly Jim. Well, supposedly his kitchen. I don't think it would be that nice. I don't either. Honestly. And Hillbilly Jim's expecting some grits, some fat back, and some eggs. A normal. And we all know Hulk Hogan's diet. Yep. Four eggs, a bunch of peels, crushed. Hold your nose and down it goes. I think that's what killed Mean Gene. Doesn't seem sense. I think so. So from there, we go to the gym where he is going to get Hillbilly Jim on a workout schedule. And what you know, Hulk Hogan's doing the bench presses. And what do we hear coming from the west wall of the gym? Purple Haze. Nope. Oh. No Purple Haze. Don't come in until later on. <laughs> Cue the I'm an American theme song. Which you know was not the original. Oh, definitely not. Back then was obviously unlicensed at the time, and now they want money, so let's play what we own. Yep, you could tell by the sound quality drops drastically during that whole workout scene. It wasn't great in the kitchen scene anyway. No. But when you have to redub that the music over the other music and jack the audio up, it got ugly. It's better off on mute and just making your own montage. Yeah, turn on the closed caption. Maybe that will work and you'll do better. It's a karaoke night. <laughs> of course, we see Hulk going first, showing him how to do the correct techniques. And then you see Hillbilly Jim going right behind him and attempting to recreate the form with the same amount of weight that Hulk Hogan uses. And we see him stumble again like a baby giraffe learning how to walk for the first time on the bench, trying to do squats, trying to work the shoulders. It was not working. Because HBJ is country strong, not Jim strong. Uh, go country strong. Come on, man. It's grits for breakfast. Not today. <laughs> on that day, he was drugged up and chalked up. Four eggs for flavor. Once they finished hitting the weights, they moved on to the ring, and Hulk Hogan was teaching him how to run the ropes. And to see Hillbilly Jim run the ropes this time really looked like Hillbilly Jim running the ropes every time he had a match. <laughs> Very uncoordinated. I got kind of a giggle that kind of flashbacks to the WWF in your house and the previous pay-per-view seen Hillbilly Jim and some every man for himself Royal Rumbles or Elimination seeing him stumble over the ropes so well. Ropes are tricky. They keep moving on you. Yep. Ain't like fences. Mm-mm. Nope. We go from country to country USSR. Nikolai Volkov. And that brings me to my first nominee for Best Singer Season 2 Award Show. Mm. Hope he makes it. I love how after the segment with Hibbilla Jim they come back to the studio then they cut away to Nikolai Volkov in the picture. <laughs> he always looks confused. <laughs> no matter what he does, this guy always looks confused. And then you just can't help but to love him because he's so cute. He just got that stupid look to him. <laughs> he does. It's like that little animal. You can't hurt. You can't kick him. The views and opinions expressed by Jeff Jones during this podcast are those of his and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of John Burke or any listeners or subscribers to the Tag Team Podcasts. Yeah, you just gotta move him, you know, just kinda pat him, move him on the right way. I liked his suit. It was very... McDonald-esque. His red and yellow suit. Mostly red with yellow pinstripes. I think that was to mock Hulk Hogan. It's hard to say. That whole USSR Rocky thing, they had the red and yellow going as well. So I think he was supposed to be all hardcore Russian that he's wearing his colors of the flag. But I don't know. Just 
just reminded me of McDonald's. I should have got some sponsorship for that episode. Oh, most definitely. I believe it does lead off with him singing, correct? You are correct. The TNT Band. This is our first look. What a classy band they are. Throw on some hats and say WWF, and we're the official TNT Band. I was scanning to look to see if anyone looked familiar from last season, see if they still kept talent around. Just congratulations, you're on the band now. But I didn't recognize anybody. I recognized every member of the band. Oh, Eagle Eye. Yes. They were probably Eagle Scouts in the Boy Scouts because that's how they were dressed. <laughs> they reminded me of Boy Scouts. Every one of them. I was looking. Is that the Boy Scouts? Wait a minute. Yeah, I don't know. What? Too many cool bands that wore hats. Every member. Be one member, usually backwards in the 80s. But no, all had trucker caps on. Get your band. Or they had the spandex and long hair and didn't need a hat. Yep. And wore more makeup than your mama on a Friday night working on 3rd Street. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> so his basic spill for the first time on there, because he was on there for a while, was Russians have class. That's what I got. That was exactly right. That's exactly what I got. Uh, I believe he said over at the Olympics that they would play the Star Spangled Banner out of respect for America and the fact that they have class. But over here, whenever they attempt to play the Russian national anthem or sing the national anthem, not so much class coming out of here. Just like to boo, that's all. That's our thing. That's what we do. We boo. Yep. Exactly. So this brings us into our first match with Nikolai Volkov and Freddie Blassie with Vince McMahon and Bruno San Martino, our duo for this whole show of all announcing matches and the most made-up jobber name I've ever heard. <laughs> Let's take a city in Greece and name it after a Greek mythology god. Um, Athens Apollo. Great. Sold. Let's go with that. That can't mess up. Yep, it's your new name. That ain't cursed, by any means. I did find some fun facts about Mr. Apollo that might bring a little cred. Go on, please, sir. He was trained by Atha, one of the wild Samoans. He is less coordinated than Hillbilly Jim <laughs> during his match. And we'll save this spoiler till after we critique the match. We'll save this last fact. Okay. We'll see if possibly Athens Apollo can be everyone's favorite jobber come the end of the season. But since I've never heard of him nor remember him, something tells me he probably won't be throughout the whole year. But we'll He's see. He's a strong nominee. I'll give him that. You will not write him off then. No, not yet. We'll give him yeah. <laughs> so the only thing I got was close to the finish. It wasn't anything special. The usual Nikolai Volkov up and down and little comeback punch to the gut while he had Nikolai in the ropes close to the end of the match. He kind of smiled and looked at him like, what the hell are you doing? Why are you punching <laughs> me? And he kind of smiled. And Vince claims that Nikolai drops him across the top rope and it doesn't even look like he made it close to the top rope. <laughs> yeah, the finisher was kind of botched too i think nikolai was having a off day and couldn't get him up all the way no so he ended up doing a weird looking backbreaker instead of what vince knew was gonna be he's lifting him up to drop him no he's just dropping him no he was gonna pull his back out if he lifted him up over his head he was way too big <laughs> that move for him not yeah. to help any any way push him up <laughs> Uh, no, that wasn't going to happen. That'd been a John Cena moment. Needless to say, the gods were not with Apollo this day, and Nikolai Volkov gets the one, two, three. Which leads me to my fun fact. 
Number three, he has zero wins and 17 losses. Classy. He was probably the jobber's jobber. Ron Shaw needs a win. He hadn't had one in a while. Let's throw him out there against Athens Apollo. Exactly. The original double A, ironically, gets beaten by a backbreaker. A botched backbreaker at that. (laughs) Yes. So we go back to the studio with Nikolai on set. Now ranting and raving about how he wants Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan's been ducking him. He's scurred. He is scurred, and him and his manager, Classy Blassie, are unable to contact him about getting a match, and Vince says it could happen. But Vince also brings up another point. Vince asks him about his tag team partner that he's been tagging with here the past couple of months, uh, the Iron Sheik. And Volkov states that he is the only one that he can trust. He's not an American. They get each other. <laughs> they get each other in different languages. Yeah. Yep. Yes. And there, he actually has some tag team footage. Yes, our favorite tag team. <laughs> yes. Opponent of all time. <laughs> Poor old S.D. Jones looking for another tag team partner. I was so happy to see him. <laughs> like an old friend. Finally. It's the equivalent of you losing your job or him losing his job and then you seeing him at another job together. <laughs> oh, you're back. S.D. <laughs> What you been losing to? We got losing with you now. He tell you Aldo Marino. I tried to find some information on Aldo, but it was, it, it was very bland. I couldn't find too much information. Do you know if he changed his name to other quarterbacks that were drafted in the 1984 draft? Maybe it was Aldo Elway afterwards. Aldo Kelly. I don't know. Aldo Marino? Right now he's going with the Dan gimmick. You need to go with the John Elway and then the Jim Kelly later on. I actually seen that he wrestled recently, well, supposedly wrestled recently, 2014, with King Haku. Oh. When it listed who was in the match, he wasn't anywhere in there. So I don't know if he was a referee or a commentator or how that happened. I could see him as a referee. <laughs> yeah. And the picture we had of him that I seen was him with long hair. So I had to, had to do a quadruple take. Is that? That's what a mullet. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Yes. In this great classic match, we get to see absolutely nothing, really. We get to see the debut of what are to be called the U.S. Express, like Rotunda and Barry Wyndham. Barry Wyndham. And they taunted the heck out of Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov with their waving of the flags. I do not approve of this taunting in the middle of the Russian national anthem. Again, it shows his point that Americans have no class. Pretty sure at this time, Sergeant Slaughter has left the company due to disagreements. So I think these are the replacements for now. Oh, they didn't get caught up in a touching scandal? No, no, no. I mean, Coon are on good terms still. I was worried about Terry Daniels. He kind of disappeared. That was my fear. (laughs) You knew too much. Ah, that's what happens when you know too much. Yeah, we gave him a code red. Couldn't handle it. Mm, Not good. The winner of this classic confrontation was... We don't know! They just basically showed it to show people not showing class when they came out with their flags during his match. Oh, I have a feeling who won. (laughs) No way. (laughs) That's why they didn't show it, because SD went over. The top rope. (laughs) And on to the floor. (laughs) Yes. Leaving Aldo Marino to take the one, two, three. I'd put money on that one. (laughs) 
Most definitely. Well, SD, it was good to see you. Hope we can see you again sometime. Yes, I'm sure there'll be more SD Jones to come as the season progresses. They go back to Nikolai Volkov saying justifies basically him and he's ready for the belts so that he can take the tag team belts as well. It's a piece of USA Express. And finally, Nikolai Volkov leaves and they go to commercial to bring back our second favorite. Captain Lou. Two-time award winner, Captain Lou. Two-time. Not three-time. Not four-time. Two-time. Two-time. We found out what his New Year's resolution was. To be on a show like this, I felt I had to come out with something special because certainly Titan is the number one show in the nation. And to be here with you and the Lordship, I feel so elated and so proud. And you know something? To be, I know about rock and roll. And to be here and listen to this band, it is one of a kind. I've never seen musicians in my life that could compare. They are great. And let's hear a hand for the band. Oh, I mean, right. this, is <laughs> this is wonderful. His goal is to kick much more butt than Gorilla Monsoon did when he came onto the set. Who had the cowbell? Um, Christopher Walken. To be honest, fellas, it was sounding great, but I could have used a little more cowbell. Well, I'm telling you, fellas, you're going to want that cowbell on the track. Guess what? I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. I wonder where the cowbell come in at. I have no idea. I knew something was up whenever they announced Lou, and people started clapping. I said, mmm, something's wrong. Something is wrong. He's getting a good response. Even he's still styling his rubber bands in the face, and as he does his little twirl on the catwalk. <laughs> right, said Fred, said at one time. He has rubber bands all the way down his shirt where buttons should be. He could be up for the second award of Best Dressed next year. Best Dressed. Yeah. Yes. Rubber Band Man. Definitely. Yes. I noted that compared to 1984, he seems to be a little more chipper, a little more to the plus side since he's decided to go in with Cindy Lauper and Hulk Hogan has shown him the light of the greater ways. Yes. It's his new Sherpa. And he got associated with the MS Foundation Yes, for multiple sclerosis. They talked about that a little bit in episode 17, but yeah, they didn't revisit it or do much on it. Looks like it's gone full force since then. They are not playing around. Nope. I believe he said 4.2 million is what they raised. Yeah, it sounds all right, give or take. So next we go down the rabbit hole of Clip Mania. We go Lou Albano and Rowdy Piper with Vince in the middle. And basically it's kind of deja vu with... Piper and Lou flipping roles. Lou's now the good guy, or the one that doesn't say much, and Piper's saying all the stuff that Lou said last year. Interesting. I didn't really know where to go. I had seen a shoot interview of that, and I seen that a while back, and didn't really think nothing of it, because I didn't catch the Lou Albano saying, you're wrong. Stop, you're wrong. No, don't say that. Didn't catch that. And now when he brings it up, I guess the full actual interview popped up broad. He doesn't like that. Didn't mind it a month ago. Yeah. Thanks to the power of Hulk Hogan, he's changed his ways. I think it was more Wendy Richter. <laughs> Probably. I'm not going to mention how. Just saying. What do you mean I can't get on this mono party? <laughs> Samoa's did. Why can't they? 
ways to manage them. So the Piper Lou clip lasts, I don't know, maybe two minutes, three minutes. And then we go to a clip of another clip. <laughs> and we want to go to a Cindy Lauper concert, but in order to be on TNT, they can't actually be playing any Cindy Lauper music. So she's just telling her fans at this concert about her great wrestling managerial skills, that she's undefeated. Remind that she's only been in one match where she's managed, so she's a whopping 1-0, and that she's gonna manage again, and she hopes that she can keep it up with Wendy, and Wendy will ride into the blue, becoming the greatest women's champion ever. I'm sure the people are more likely, yeah, whatever, play your music. What we came to see was you talk about wrestling at a concert. Not what we wanted to hear. No. I don't think half the people knew really what was going on. No, I don't think so either. Drugs. <laughs> I don't think they didn't know. Wendy who? Is that her backup singer? We don't, we don't know. <laughs> I think she was maybe a little buzzed too. Possibility. I think so. Because coming back from that clip of a clip, back to the original clip, <laughs> Piper had stated that he was tired of smelling beer and always needed a babysitter for Wendy Richter until she finally got on Piper's pit where she boosted herself into stardom. Yes. And this goes to another clip inside of this <laughs> yep. clip. Clip of Cindy Lauper on, I believe they just said LA TV. Might have gave out the call numbers. So I don't know. I didn't catch them. No, all I got was Cindy Lauper pretty much saying, This is an awesome wrestler here. You're athletically talented and you're awesome to watch in the ring. And Wendy says, I'm really thankful for my manager. And then it goes back. <laughs> Nothing much going on there. Back to you, Bob. Take it away, Vince, in your clip. Yep, your clip of a clip of a clip. Yeah. How dare you. And finally, we go back to our original set, <laughs> where Lou tells them that Piper's time is coming. Oh, so, I don't know. I guess Lou's going to challenge him to a match. Manager versus wrestler. Let's do this. Yeah, he was uh, going on about how Piper, whenever he was receiving the award for his charity, they gave him a, a placard. They gave him something for him raising so much money, him and Cindy both, and said, Piper pretty much hijacked the ceremony and he broke the award of Lou's head knocked him unconscious quote quote he was dazed and also kicked Cindy over and if it wasn't for Hulk Hogan it could have got much worse he said thank you Hulk thanks for the shirts too Hulk Hogan the gift that keeps giving but yes I can't wait to see the build up for this this is finally they're starting to do something creative I'm pretty sure I've seen this spot before on other things I don't remember exactly where but I think I've seen where Hulk Hogan and Piper were in the ring and Lou gets hit over the head with an award. So I'm not sure why they didn't show it on TNT. You'd think they'd be showing that instead of clips of clips, but whatever. Maybe they'll come back to it in future episodes. We can only hope, because we know with Hulk Hogan, usually they'll show the same oh, yeah. thing at least seven or eight times. <laughs> Just to make sure you haven't forgotten. Yep, I think he beat the Iron Sheik one time for the belt, but I'm not sure. Although, remind us, don't worry. <laughs> multiple times yes all right so from there we have lou finally exiting the stage and we come back to tnt and we have none other than Roddy Roddy piper run lord alfred run but i was forgiven and i believe vince stated that the lord the lord, lord <laughs> alfred hayes 
<laughs> has given his blessings in order to have him back on. I thought personally there was some kind of loophole like, yeah, you can't be back on Tuesday Night Titans, but if Tuesday Night Titans takes place on a Friday, we can't prevent you from coming back on. Well, it's technically not Tuesday Night Titans. Exactly. But I guess it was legit and there was no loophole. Yeah, but here he comes. So he makes his way out. He's wearing interesting attire. He's supporting red blazers now. Much better than the fedora that he was wearing in the clip with Lou. Yes, very much so. But it does kind of give him that Dr. Evil character when he comes out slowly peeking around the corner like he's up to something. Yeah, he's probably looking for Lou. I think Lou lives in the TNT studios as much as he's on there. You think he was scared? I think so, because he had something for him. His time was coming. (laughs) Or you think he was waiting to see if the Lord was hiding out there behind the corner? (laughs) Ready to extract his revenge? Challenge you, sir, to a duel. (laughs) Well, we finally do get the apology that we've been waiting for and Alfred's been waiting for forever. It was very sincere. I'm sorry, Alfie. I'm sorry if I slapped your little face. And yes, I'm going to be such a good boy. Much, much better than I was before. Very heartfelt. I teared up a little bit. I was slightly impressed with his apology. Although it wasn't sincere, he does need to calm down a little bit. He gets worked up really quick. Alfred Hayes accepted it like within three seconds of it coming out of his mouth. I'm sorry. I accept. Apology accepted. Uh, okay. <laughs> Be sure to pump your tires up because, you know, <laughs> happens. Yeah. You might not have a windshield. It's okay. So we finally get our first jip into the season. Mm. Finally. Piper versus Tonga Kid because Tonga Kid's related to Snooka and Piper and Snooka still have a love-hate relationship. Yes. But first, did you notice Piper taking a shot at the band? I think that was the heel thing to do. Everyone was taking a shot at the band, seemed like. Yeah. For the way they were dressed. Cha-ching. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I called it first, though. I noticed that. Point for me. Got it. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what type of match this was. First, Vince says Bruno eventually in the match, but I don't think I've ever heard Bruno at all during the match, even though the winner for this one, spoiler. We don't know! We can guess, but I mean, it looked like it ended in a DQ, sort of, after the wrestlers came in. The chair was okay, but the wrestlers is what made it go to DQ. I think the referee was a karma referee, and he pretty much had it coming. (laughs) When we go into the match with the Tonga Kid, both outside the ring, and Piper throws the Tonga Kid into the ring, and Piper pushes the security guy out of the way and grabs the chair, uh, enters the ring with the chair, and swings and a miss. Hits the turnbuckle. Actually smacks himself in the face with the chair because he overshot the Tonga Kid when he sat down. And then the Tonga Kid happens to knock Piper down, and he does a flying headbutt from the top turnbuckle. Sort of, yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, <laughs> it's not like he tried to position him in any Anyway, <laughs> pretty much a desperation move there is what it looked like. He's down. Okay, go. I don't think it would qualify for a botch move, but if we get desperate, it might get added into the, the category. Yes. It will be considered. Yes. Definitely under consideration. We'll highlight that. It will be very considered. <laughs> the fact they showed it from the same angle with slow-mo made it look ten times worse. Yes. Instead of pinning him, as he should have, he then grabs a chair and starts hammering on Piper like a railroad spike. And no bell. 
no bail. Totally legal. Yep. And it was a good, I'd say a good six or seven swipes before Greg the Hammer Valentine come in. Yep. And then the Sheik and then Volkoff, of course, come in to save Piper. I thought originally it was going to be a six on one salt, but it ended up they were just trying to get him away from Piper because it was the Hill locker room come out of there, I suppose. Yeah. But it ended up they didn't do anything malicious. They just got him off of him long enough for Piper to roll out of the ring. And then DQ. It was a DQ finally, but as John stated, we didn't have a winner. We did have some awesome outro rock music lead us into Back to the Studio. I would have to think they're playing unlicensed music and that's just what they dubbed over it, but I don't know. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. You would think the limits of statute would come in and say, well, before licensing, you did play the music and we didn't have a problem with it. So I'm sorry. Our grandfather didn't have a problem with it because yeah. back in the day it was fine, but now all of a sudden everything that was fine isn't fine now. It would have been nice and probably would have made for a better episode and more 85 feeling. Oh yeah. Yep. So we go back to the studio and Piper's still there of course vicariously so is shane mcmahon that was very interesting piper starts talking about fence's son ah uh, yes he was referring to the tongue of kid for some reason i thought he kind of touched on a little bit of lou albano as well because he claims tongue of kid had earrings and a puffy hair yep. and the tip of it was that a different color how would he like it if the smackdown manager came and had the tip of hair and earrings and poofy hair and says that's not shane's style you would never do that that's more Stephanie's. <laughs> yeah, a rebel. Yeah. So that was funny. Just a little bit behind the curtain, knowing what we know and what they didn't at that time. Mm-hmm. Yes, and indeed it is. First Shane O'Mac appearance on TNT, sort of. Um, yes. Then we learn that Piper is a EOH, equal opportunity hitter. He likes to hit women the same as men, and he probably has a big supporter with Dr. David D. Schultz. If my mama stood here and talked to me bad, I'd slap her. I think they would make a good tag team. No spoiler. Yeah, he should have ditched some of his other bronies back then. And even Dr. D could have went very, very far if that would have prolonged their relationship in the tag market. That would have been worse than the blackjacks. Yes, for sure. And then Piper goes on about hitting women and kids and men. And I think Vince cues to go to break. Have him calm down. And then once they go to break, they come back. And then Roddy Piper starts on Lou Albano. That's Piper don't want to leave. Captain Lou storms the set like he's known to do. Heal our face. It seems like Captain Lou has to come in and come back and storm the stage. Definitely. And what triggers Lou is the fact that Piper was talking about, yeah, Captain raised all this money, $4.2 million, but how much really went to the charity? And how much was really pocketed? Then you hear the thunderous rumbles of Lou running waddling yeah running he ain't happy wondering how the Piper knew his secrets Held him out real quick. Yeah. They got into his face, and that led to the flick heard around the studio. Buzz off, punk! Oh, buzz off. Yeah, okay. That's it. That's it. I'm supposed to be, gentlemen. Thank you, Mr. Piper, for joining us. That's exactly what I'm going to do. I don't really care. Ah! Come on! Get out of here! Come on! Come on! Buzz off, huh? Come on, big time, huh? Come on, you fat piece of garbage! All right, we'll be back with more TNT. Yeah, get off. How about you, huh? You want to try? But we just went to break. Come on. We don't have any more commercials. <laughs> Stall. Where's that clip and a clip and a clip and a clip? Oh, something. Yes, and we did have to go to break. <laughs> 
that managed to get Piper out of there. And then when we come back, Lou goes on a tyrant of unholy masses. Tells Piper, this is not over. I think he gets a little more excited as he starts leaning over, grabbing onto the desk, Vince McMahon's desk. Ironically enough, the second season starts off and ends a lot like the first. Oh? Lou just ranting in the background. They're just going off. And that's the end of the show. Roll the credits. Yeah, Lou's going crazy. And he thought everybody for tuning in. He had to go and they eventually closed the lights off. Yep. <laughs> Like, all right, man, we ain't playing around. We got to get out of here. It's Friday. <laughs> exactly. Same Tuesday. We got to go. Mm-mm. I don't know what day you thought it was, but this ain't it. <laughs> Time for you to go on somewhere. Get you out of the parking lot. It was a very peculiar first TNT FNT episode 18. It was definitely different. Not a lot going on. Yeah, I think they probably taped this during the holidays. Like, crap. We need to hurry up and do this. Got to go out and celebrate Christmas or whatever this way or in January. Let's just do this real quick. Yep. It was rushed. I kind of felt like it was rushed myself. I mean, really, they only had, other than the match participants, which could have been done who knows when, they had two guests, and it was the same two <laughs> for four segments. I mean, it really wasn't, didn't take a lot of coordination to get four people there. They were already there yeah. due to the wedding, I'm sure. Yeah. So, yeah, you hit the nail on that one. It was interesting. It was good to see Hulk Hogan spewing more of his juices. <laughs> <laughs> juices <laughs> we're gonna say around poisoning more top-notch could-be wrestlers some gold juices that's what it was that's what was in that cup well it kind of set the tone we now know that cheer lou still boo piper hulk hogan's still good better start mm-hmm. to like hillbilly jim or else he's gonna come and sit by you out in the audience and apparently nikolai volkoff is gonna be a big deal this year yes he is gonna do something let's just say that i don't know what he's gonna do something next episode or promise the return of Skylolo. Awesome. Yes. Hopefully Freddie Blassie's cane will not be there to interfere. <laughs> knock him unconscious. Maybe that'll be Skylolo's revenge. And Captain Lou sleeps in the TNT studio, so he's going to be there. And Rowdy Rowdy Piper is going to be there too, probably to get back at Alfred. Just can't let some things die. Nope. We get our first guest rerun. Two episodes into the season, and Captain Lou's been on two episodes. So episode one, not so bland after all. Nope. We had our first slap on the studio stage. We'll maybe keep a running tally of that and see how many we get for the season. I don't think that was a slap. I'm pretty sure that was a good good punch. We definitely will have the gif up there on Facebook <laughs> to let all to see. That was a good punch. I mean, he jumped back. I think it's scary any more than anything. But no, it was good. I was uh, okay with it. Good way to bring in the new year there with Friday Night Titans. Yeah, he's into it slow. Nothing too hectic. Don't make people have to watch it. Cord more than a page worth of notes yeah it's pretty easy i want to overbook it nothing exactly holiday travel's expensive mm. we don't need a bunch of guests what was historical we begin classic historical figures you'll remember way more clearly than whatever you were taught in history class breakdown of big events that shaped pop culture 1985 is one of the most important years Facts from 1985, January 4th. It was Friday under the sign of the Capricorn. The U.S. President was Ronald Reagan. 
Republican. Famous people born on this day, Eric Waddell and Al Jefferson. For those that do, who did not know those two people. John, do you know these two people? Um, first guy's name sounds familiar. Second guy plays basketball. Yes. I believe he plays for the Boston Celtics. Sort of. Eric Stephen Waddell is an American football free safety for the Baltimore Ravens of the NFL. Oh, yeah. He played college football in Utah where he was a consensus All-American. Doing some good stuff there for America, it seems. And but he wasn't a real American. I am a real American. I, I, he could fight for the rights of every man. Fight for the rights of every man. You never know. It could have been his theme song when he came out of the Thunderdome there. <laughs> you never know. And our next famous person, Al Ricardo Jefferson, is an American professional basketball player for the Indiana Pacers. To the Pacers? I don't know. He was with the Bobcats. Flash Hornets at one time. It says Pacers. I guess that's where he's at. I don't know. I gotta believe it because I don't have any other proof. I'm just giving the information that Bosley gives me. Reading it out. Don't kill the messenger. Well, when he gets back from vacation. We'll get him. Oh, yeah. And the special week of January, people in the U.S. were listening to Like a Virgin by Madonna. Stranger Than Paradise was one of the most viewed movies released in 1985, while The Bridge Across Forever was one of the best-selling books. On TV, people were watching the good oldie picture show, which is a BBC special British broadcasting company. I don't know if they're still around or not. BBC? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're big over in oh, London. They got like five channels. How many commercials? Ah. Those. And if you liked video games, you were probably playing Battle Cry or Lodi Runner's Rescue. A little quick note on that. Battle City is a multi-directional shooter video game for the family computer produced and published in 1985 by Namco. And Lodi's Runner's Rescue is a 1985 action game developed by Joshua Scholar for the Commodore 64 and the Atari 8-bit computer. Computers as a follow-up to Doug Smith's Low Die Runner. Don't think I've heard of either one. You and me both. <laughs> and that, my friends, was History of 1985, January 4th. So overall, John, what did you think of the show for coming out of the 1984 to the 1985 era? No real changes on set. They still barely decorate for holidays. They still have shaky cameraman, it looks like. I guess maybe that was the guy that was holding the door before and made it creak. They put him on camera, thinking that would be a better move. I think Vince finally got rid of the one mysterious cup that was been some episodes last season. I'm hoping that Stephanie made him, because it looked like a kid made it, and Shane's a little bit older than Stephanie, so hopefully it wasn't Shane's art project. And it looks like they've gone to the official... WWF logo that we known for so long after putting it on trucker hats now and the mug was in Lassie's in a little bit too. Overall, I, th I think it hadn't changed too much. The furniture's still the same. And did you notice somebody finally locked the door? Yes. Like I said, I think it was the cameraman. I think they're like, hey, you make that door squeak. Get it away from there. Why don't you get on camera? I guess that would answer why the Shaky camera, shaky door. I yep. guess that makes sense. Exactly. They did use videotape a lot more. That was like the word of the day. Yes. High technology back then, though. I mean, we have been watching for a full season now. We know what interviews are going to be. They're not going to be live on the stage, an interview with a wrestler. It's going to be a videotape, and the match also going to be on videotape. But yeah, they used the word a lot during this episode. Just letting you know, we know it's taped. Yes, well aware. <laughs> 
Oh, I don't think it was too bad. I think there was a little bit of lighting issues as well, like we've seen in the past, but that could just be the tape grain itself and not how it looked on actual television, where it went from dark to light contrast all of a sudden. I didn't notice too much. So yeah, so you may be onto something there. No bleeding, so maybe that's gone away. That's very true. Side bleeding of the unlive match on the side there as we watch Vince on the studio set. So we're off to a good start. Yes, it does look like they did make the needed corrections got introduced the technology for this picture was formatted to fit your tv mm-hmm. i'm very happy with yes keep up the good work guys keep them coming keep them coming the more the more what do you want you keep touching my leg with that thank you for joining us for the second season 1985 tuesday night titans friday night titans and we will see you next episode for episode 19 of another edition of Friday Night Titans, reminding you to download, 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 tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your family, tell your friends of your family. Keep subscribing and listen to the Tag Team Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Tag Team Podcast. Join Jeff and John next week as they continue to break down WWF Tuesday Night Titans. This is what we need for this big old engine. We get about eight hours of hanging and banging. Go ahead, give it up.